Hey Carlos, it's still kind of cold outside. I could sure go for some of that global warming. Welcome to Viable Underdogs, where we try and teach you cool things and hopefully encourage everyone to become a bit more sustainable. My name is Katrin, John is knocked out on the floor, and Carlos seems very pleased with himself. This is episode 18 and the third episode of our Is Science Dumb series. Today, we're chatting about the communication errors that are present between the scientific community and the general public. All kidding aside, people can be forgiven for not understanding what the term global warming actually means in terms of effects and consequences for our planet. The general public doesn't all have degrees in atmospheric science, and the term global warming is probably a bit too specific to the problem actually caused, climate change. And if you notice, for the most part, when we now globally discuss global warming, we usually state climate change even though climate change is a direct result of global warming. Really, it likely would have been more clear had the scientific community always ran with the idea of climate change. But the scientific community are experts in science, not necessarily experts in the marketing or communicating of an idea. There are many fields where accuracy is of crucial importance. I think I can safely assume that you would be wary of any surgeon about to perform surgery or any engineer designing a bridge if they were using words like guesstimation. These are fields that require precision. These are people that see numbers in a different way than the rest of us. The number 3 is different than the number 3.0, which is different than the number 3.00. The more zeros, the more precise the number. Regular numbers aren't good enough. The challenge and difficulty in communication sometimes lies when discoveries and scientific concepts are introduced into groups of mostly non-scientific people. People that may not in fact know the difference between the number 3 and the number 3.0. This isn't a problem regarding one group inherently being smarter than the other group, this is a problem that both groups don't communicate using the same language. A theory in the scientific world is extremely different than a theory in the non-scientific world. Here's an example. Some listeners may have a theory that Carlos is not in fact real. This theory would be based on very loose facts and assumptions, such as the fact that Carlos does not speak in any of the episodes. He does throw a solid right cross, however. This is monumentally different from a theory in the scientific world. A theory of the scientific world makes predictions about the future, and it does so with scary accuracy. The theory of evolution makes predictions about genetics, for instance. Theories in science are typically supported by a whole ton of facts, data, and observations. A scientific theory actually shares a lot in common with a scientific law. And really, for the rest of us muggles, we could use the two terms interchangeably and not really be the worst off for it. In evolution, survival of the fittest doesn't mean survival of the most jacked animal. If that was true, then gorillas would be the ruler of the planet. 
because those guys look like they seriously hit the gym. Hey, what did one gym gorilla say to the other gym gorilla that was holding a banana? Do you even peel, bro? The word fit in survival of the fittest relates back to the environment. As the environment changes, so too does the idea of what exactly the fittest means. If we continue on this path of unsustainability, we will likely cause most types of life on this planet to go extinct. Hence the term mass extinction. But this new environment would likely be very welcoming for some types of life. They would be the fittest in this new type of environment. And when communicating complex ideas from one field to another, we often sacrifice accuracy with simplicity. Going back to our theory of evolution, the famous picture that shows the various transformations of a human from a monkey is not exactly accurate, even though this is even displayed in museums. But it does a good job of simplifying a concept for a group of people whose experience and knowledge isn't based in biology. Biologists need the accuracy. For the rest of us, simplicity is adequate. But if you were then to assume that the simple concept was the entire foundation for the scientific theory, then you may start to wonder if the entire basis for the theory is quite weak. This means we sometimes have an issue of possibly too much accuracy, and sometimes we have the issue of too much simplicity. As with all things in life, finding the right balance is key. And this error in communication is further compounded by the usage of language. Although the scientific community may utilize the same words as the rest of us, these words carry with them different meanings. Just like the business community also utilizes words to serve their technical language. In fact, most fields on the planet have their own technical jargon, and some people are paid quite well to translate this type of technical jargon. That's all a lawyer really is, an expert translator that advises you to make decisions. Words in legal documents also carry different meanings and weight to them. Ask a lawyer to legally explain the definition of beyond a reasonable doubt. But I could use those words in a normal conversation and they would carry with them a different meaning than in a courtroom. A scientific theory isn't a regular theory, which also isn't a theorem. Chances are you learned the Pythagorean theorem in grade school. You know, the one with all those wacky right triangles. And we use theorems like this in just about everything we build. Skyscrapers, bridges, planes, cars, you name it. And even though we use them and know for certain they work, mathematicians call them theorems because they also rely on precision. When a scientist tells the general public about vaccines, the geometry of our planet, or climate change, these are not loosey-goosey theories. For the purpose of the general public, these are undisputable facts. But due to the precision of science, everything carries with it a certain margin of error. This is inescapable. And this margin of error could lead the general public to think that these scientists are unsure. 99.99% in the scientific world should be looked at as the same as 100% for the rest of the world. But like it or not, a margin of error exists in everything that we do. We just don't constantly think of it. Until I actually finish and publish this episode, there is a chance I will not complete it even though I'm making it as I speak. 
But there's also a small margin of error that some universal fluke descends upon me and prevents me from going on. This is always there, though it's not always apparent. But science also needs to contemplate these outside factors, despite the possibility being so low, because they're precise. That's why this very episode may irritate them a bit. This episode is unprecise because I need it to be. The general public is capable of understanding tremendous and complicated things if only we all learn to communicate using the same language when we discuss matters such as business and science. Cheers. Before we wrap up, we wanted to mention that we aim to post new episodes every Sunday. Next week, we're starting to look at why solutions proposed so far are not keeping up with the sustainability problems we are creating globally. Once we've laid everything out, we'll start diving into realistic implementations of solutions. Believe it or not, there is a method to our unique brand of madness. Thanks for listening. As always, please share and forward this podcast. The first step towards realistic sustainability is in knowledge and discussion. And this can happen without everyone's input. Please send any questions, comments, or technical jargon to viableunderdogs at gmail.com. Our intro music is composed by Mark Kronowski and the music currently playing by Jonathan Atkinson. If you're curious about learning more about science and the various terminology, you can check out the YouTube channel SciShow, that's S-C-I-S-H-O-W.